0: Hello. I <laughs> thought I had skates, so I went to the dock in the box. Now I refused to pay when the dock said it was all in my thoughts. thing that we got all along, invading mm-hmm. parasites roaming the nano barn. Hey, from the farmer, don't put away the DDT now. I'd like to try it on my face, my feet, and the corners of my mouth. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes me. I know I got to think did you think it was Joni Mitchell, the most famous Morgie, and the second best songwriter in the world? Nope, wrong. It was Crystal Clear, the number one songwriter in, in the entire, entire universe. universe, and she's writing songs for you, and she's writing them right now on More Morgan's. That's right. You have come to the right place if you want some song, some dance, and some ants in your pants and a bunch of weird shit in your lips. God damn it, you guys. There is weird hairs or something, fibers, I don't know, white hairs growing out of my lips. It's been happening for a while now, but it's getting worse. Yeah, just another great new surprise. From the gift that never stops taking my fucking time. God, y'all, if you never ever hear anything else that I say on this show, ignore the morgulans Do not fight their fight. Transcend the battle, my friends. Transcend the battle. AKA, put the tweezers down. All right. It's gonna be a great episode, stay tuned. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? Right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month. Unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty P. Active mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, it's Monday, people. Best day of the week by far. Check out what I've been reading. 2015 article by Catherine Foley in The Atlantic. It's called Diagnosis or Delusion. Like most Morgulon's articles, it starts out with an interview with Cindy Casey. The lady, (coughs) excuse me, woo! Omicron. Cindy Casey, the nurse who started the Charles E. Holman Foundation, the main research organization for Morgulon's, Um, they're interviewing her. She says she's 52. She has, um, skin abrasions all over the body as well as neurological symptoms like fatigue and trouble concentrating. Uh, she calls it a life-changing chronic illness, but even as an intensive care nurse, Casey had a hard time finding help. Uh, blah, blah, blah. They had to drive all over Texas, Kansas, California, and Mars to get, um, some dude to treat her or lady to treat her. Um, So most doctors doubt it's a dermatological affliction Instead they believe the physical symptoms result from a psychiatric condition There's no doubt these patients are suffering Says Jason Reichenberg A dermatologist at the University of Texas Even so, he adds 95% plus of his colleagues are skeptical The condition is caused by anything physical When patients with these symptoms seek dermatological treatment They're usually told that they have Delusions of parasitosis (sighs) Yes, yes, that is true. A condition in which people are falsely convinced that they're infested with parasites. Although, I'm starting to wonder if that is a real thing. Is delusions of parasitosis always just parasitosis that a doctor can't diagnose? Who knows? Um, according to Casey, most doctors refuse to even examine the alleged skin fibers and only offer antipsychotic medication as treatment. Here's some Seroquel, if you will. Here's some respiridol, y'all. We don't need any of it. It took her three years to find a dermatologist willing to treat her in any other way. And she and her husband had to drive all the way from California to Texas. Um, So in 2005, she channeled her frustration into co-founding the Charles E. Holman Morgulans Disease Foundation. Uh, We all know that. And it's great. And it is dedicated to funding scientific research and providing support for the 20,000 self-identified Morgulans patients across the globe. How many of us are there now? I know there are countries internationally that tune into this show. Australia, y'all are a big chunk of my listeners. India, England. Um, You guys, how many of us are there now? I want to know. Call me, y'all. Call me. Tell me about your mogulons. Anyway, um, so... Uh, The foundation's efforts are helping the mysterious disease gain legitimacy, according to Casey, um, as a medical concern. It now has small scientific and medical advisory boards with doctors and scientists from the United States, Canada, Germany, and Australia. Medical ethicists have written papers discussing the most compassionate ways for doctors to treat Morgulon's patients, because they are that patronizing. Um, Wow. And... um, And it even received pop culture attention earlier this fall Remember this is 2015 When the CBS crime drama Criminal Minds featured it as part of an episode Yet for all the publicity the community has generated The combative tactics of some Morgulans patients Have further alienated themselves from the mainstream medical community By linking Morgulans to another illness viewed skeptically by most doctors Chronic Lyme disease And by attacking those who doubt their condition These patients may have made themselves more notorious than sympathetic um, you know, I don't think that advocating for yourself should make you notorious. But if I gotta be notorious, then I'll be notorious. Take note. Okay? Make it aureus. I do not have a psychiatric disorder called delusions of parasitosis. I got more lines. I got more of them than anybody else. Um, maybe. <laughs> but I definitely have them. I don't think that the recent media blitz over the past three years has changed much, says Reichenberg, the Texas dermatologist. More doctors have heard the term mortal lines, but most think it's a new term for delusions. They have reasons to be doubtful. In 2012, the CDC published a paper that sucked. No, that settled the debate for most doctors. The study examined 115 patients. (laughs) Wrong who had reported via a questionnaire that they had fibers coming from their skin or other abnormal skin cessations. After examining the patients, the authors declared that there were no— they didn't examine all 115, y'all. They examined, like, 30 people um, and really only took samples from, like, 12. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> so after examining the patients, the authors declared that there were no common underlying medical reasons for these symptoms, concluding that most of the fibers the patients described were actually pieces of cotton from their clothing. Oh, my God. Do you know how mad that still makes me? <sighs> Blow it off. Blow it off. There is a day coming where vindication occurs. Or someone proves to me that I'm crazy. And I'm like, shit, give me some of that Sir-Quil. Um, No, not really. After examining the patients, they said, y'all are full of shit. And then we said, you're full of shit. And then it's been going on ever since. Um, An associate policy director specializing in parasitic diseases at the CDC, Namita Joshi, called the study, quote, the most comprehensive clinical and laboratory study of this condition to date. Um, Okay, well, like, were you on the study, Namita Joshi? Because I don't remember seeing your name. Or did you just read it like a doofus and then say some shit to get in Atlantic Magazine? Maybe that could be the actual answer. The CDC is no longer studying lines. Yeah, we know. But that doesn't stop doctors like Ray Stricker, a Lyme disease specialist in California, from pursuing further research. Stricker volunteers on the Holman Foundation's Medical Advisory Board and calls the CDC study, quote, worthless. Excuse me, I'm making a chicken leg. Uh, it, it's worthless because an external peer review of the study found that none of the participating patients had lesions characteristic of Morgans. One of the authors of the peer review is also a scientific advisor to the Holman Foundation. Stricker and his colleague, Marianne Middleveen, a veterinary microbiologist in Alberta, Canada, believe that morgulons may be related to chronic Lyme disease. In 2011, they published a paper noting similarities between morgulons and a cattle skin condition called bovine digital dermatitis. Y'all know I'm talking about moogulons. When they took samples from afflicted cows and humans with morgulons, they found similar spiral-shaped spirochete bacteria. In people, it was the same bacterium that causes Lyme disease, Borrelia burgdorferi. The good old bacteria we've all come to know and hate so well. Stricker believes more fibers are the body's reaction to chronic Lyme. If you treat the underlying Lyme infection, you can make the body stop overproducing fibers. What do you mean, overproducing fibers? Like, my body was not producing any fibers to start with. It was not producing glitter. It was not producing fuzz balls. It was not producing Medusa hair. But now it is. Anyway, he treats his patients with long-term doses of antibiotics and claims to get positive results, though he acknowledges that in some cases, it can take years for symptoms to ease. I think that Morgulon's symptoms ease after years regardless, and the correlation with the antibiotic usage is probably spurious, but that's just a guess, and I don't have any research to back that up. It'd be nice if there was some. Um, Either way. Uh, So... The Holman Foundation's Casey was on the drug regimen for three years before she felt any kind of relief. Her symptoms returned, she says, when she briefly stopped treatment after her husband died in 2007. I don't know if it was because she briefly stopped treatment or if it was because she was stressed as fuck and grieving over her husband. Again, we have anecdotal evidence at best here, people, However, the CDC doesn't recognize chronic Lyme disease. Instead, it refers to patients with Lyme-like symptoms, like extreme fatigue and joint pain, as having, quote, post-treatment Lyme disease syndrome. Scientists think these symptoms may result from tissue damage from a previous Borrelia infection, but not a persistent one. Studies conducted by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease suggest that long-term antibiotics may not actually alleviate any symptoms in patients with PTLDS. That's the syndrome either. After receiving this treatment, these patients showed no more improvement than those receiving the placebo. Yeah, I kind of believe that. Um, most dermatologists remain unconvinced about morgellons and worry about treatment regimens like Casey's. Even short-term doses of antibiotics can cause gastrointestinal distress, and long-term—you ought to see what the morgellons cause in there. Uh, and long-term use can cause serious liver damage. Jennifer Moraes, a dermatologist from the Palo Alto Medical Foundation, says that when her morgellons patients tell her that they're also being treated for chronic Lyme, she immediately checks their prescriptions. If it's higher than what you typically prescribe in Western medicine, I make sure the patient is aware the dosage should be in a certain range, she says. The Infectious Disease Society of America states that Lyme disease can be treated with a few weeks of antibiotics, but some patients receiving treatment for chronic Lyme may be given antibiotics for months or even years at a time. North Carolina doctor Stephen Feldman, a dermatologist at Wake Forest University Medical Center and member of the American Academy of Dermatology, says the characteristic Morgulon's lesions are self-inflicted. Sir... You don't even know the half of it. Here's the honest to God truth. Um, the Morgulons are there in your skin. It's very weird. It's very irritating. They hang off of, exude from, and uh, I don't know, like like wiggle their way out. It's hard to explain. And there is, I will say, like an irresistible urge to pull those fuckers out. And it probably does inflict some tissue damage at times when you get a little overzealous with tweezing and the scratching and all that. So, yes. Some of it is somewhat self-inflicted. And even if every single one of us put the tweezers down, kept them down, and never touched them again, which is what we're doing. Um, <laughs> we're trying. Um, It would still form lesions, crusts. Um, It would still be, like, exuding all these weird Morgulans objects. I'm just, you know, Mr. Feldman of Wake Forest, you just don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. You just don't. I hope you never get this, man. But if you do, you're going to be like, damn, fuck. I guess they call this payback. Um, No, I wouldn't wish this on anybody except for... Stephen Feldman. Um, anyway, as the diseases attracted more attention, the disagreements between Morgulon's patients and the medical establishment have become increasingly hostile. <laughs> what was I saying? Some patients are aggressive towards doctors who have denied them treatment. And yeah, of course, it's not aggressive. It's not physical aggression, but it is like anger and irritation because what right have you? Seriously, anyone in these shoes that are full of Morgulons would be... I'm sorry, would be irritated and upset. It is a dereliction of duty thing to me. Um, Casey acknowledges, even my dermatologist says that he had to call security on a patient the other day. She says, Casey's doctor whom she declined to identify attends Morgulon's conferences but doesn't wear a name tag labeling him as a medical professional for fear of confrontations with patients. Even the Holman Foundation, whose goal, I don't believe this. Like, I mean, they're tilting this in a weird way, but maybe it's true. I don't know. It's just fake news and we don't know what it is. Uh, I trust the Atlantic, anyway. So even the Holman Foundation, whose goals include integrating morgellons into mainstream medicine, includes an entire online page with mocking altered photos of doctors who have expressed public skepticism about morgellons. What upsets many physicians is that they say they are willing to offer treatment as a psychiatric condition. You call it morgellons, I, I call it delusional infestation. It doesn't matter what we call it, if we have a mutual understanding of how I can potentially help you. Says Marais, the Palo Alto dermatologist. When she treats patients for morgellons, she treats sores superficially, but also recommends therapy and antipsychotic drugs. Try them all except the antipsychotics. I know it won't help. Nancy Egger, 62, says she suffered from Morgellons for over 30 years. She now sees Ebony Cornish, a doctor near her home in Fairfax Station, Virginia, but in the past, has struggled to find someone who believes her. She once had a doctor who accused her of inserting fibers into her own skin. I left her office, and I have never been that upset in my life. She says it's counterproductive for Morgellons patients to bounce from doctor to doctor, according to Feldman, the North Carolina dermatologist. The 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 jerk off. Um, Generally speaking, doctors are extra... I'm sorry, that's not nice. That's name-calling, and I take that back, Mr. Feldman. Sorry. You're not a jerk-off. You're just wrong. Um, Generally speaking, doctors are extraordinarily good at what they do, he says. Now, that I know is incorrect, at least in psychiatry. Every time patients see a new physician, they're going to start the diagnosis process all over again, and they probably won't find a dermatological explanation, he continues. This may end up delaying needed treatment, psychiatric or otherwise. I don't need psychiatric treatment. I'm fine. It's just the Morgulans. Although Morgulans patients may not like to hear psychological diagnoses, they're mentally well enough to refuse treatment. Uh, It's probably hard to get Morgulans patients to seek psychiatric help, but if it's a delusion, they can make their own decisions. That was my German accent. That was really bad. Sorry, people from Germany. Feel free to call uh, and cuss me out in German. Casey feels good about her decision to reject psychiatric treatment. It's bad enough to have a disfiguring illness, but then to have no one believe her is devastating, she says. The antibiotics she's taking under her her doctor's supervision have reduced her symptoms, though she acknowledges they haven't gone away. I still have lesions and fibers, she says. It's kind of become my life. Um, yikes. So, that's a really depressing, shitty article that if I were any person that didn't have Morgans, Oh, sorry, y'all. That's annoying. If I were any person that did not have Morgalons, I would be like, crazy people. I don't believe them. Um. So, yeah. Um. It's a real uphill battle, y'all. And sometimes I wonder if folks like the uh, Casey, Case, Casey Holmans of the world and the Charles E. Holman Foundations and the Strickers and the Savelys of the world, if they're really... Helping or hurting the cause, Um, if we have a cause anymore. What are we doing, guys? What are we doing? What's the plan, man? Call my show. Leave a comment. I want to hear y'all's stories. At the very least, we can be heard. Word? Thanks for listening. Stay tuned.